Welcome to Always Listening. I'm your host, Joel Sharpton, and uh, this week I am joined by a special guest, Matt McKinney. Hello, sir. I'm, I'm weirded out already. I've never been on a podcast before. Uh, that's okay. I thought I sort of thought, since I, I don't work here anymore, really, that you would probably be on this side of the table, <laughs> and I kept thinking on the way over here, it's going to be weird. I've never been in a podcast interview where I wasn't man of the computer, so I, I'm glad that you just sat on that side to begin with. <laughs> Um, so before we get into the podcast proper here, this is always listening. We review podcasts, bring you new shows uh, to check out and listen to, give you our opinion on them. Uh, generally, in the past, I've been joined by my host, uh, co-host Josh Shirley. He is in semi-retirement now, and I've got a roving uh, band of characters that are coming in to take his place. This week, I'm joined by, or this episode, I should say, I'm joined by Matt McKinney. Now, Matt, you... At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. And I, um, I, I thought about it this morning. Our relationship has outlasted uh, two marriages of mine <laughs> and uh, and some serious relationships on your part, too. Uh, there you go, yeah. Uh, uh, we, we've known each other since, like, 2004, and we, we haven't worked together that entire time. I moved away. You did some other things, too. But um, you and I have been in small-town radio uh, here in North Louisiana for the better part of 20 years now. That's true. I think that's what makes it weird about being on a podcast because uh, uh, I'm fighting the urge to go, hello, Joel, how are you? You know, <laughs> we, which is that, you, you got to do a try, time check. Try to be normal. <laughs> try to be normal. Who cares that it's 87 degrees or whatever? You know? Yeah, nobody cares what the uh, what the weather is like or, or what the uh, the local traffic situation is. Um, but yeah, you, you and I have, uh, have worked here in uh, Small Market Radio and our uh, country station, a 100,000-watt country station. We've got a, a ESPN affiliate here and uh, an oldie station as well, some AM stations and internet stuff that we've done from time to time. Um, so you and I have known each other a long time. You are, other than me, I think probably the biggest podcaster, podcast listener that I know in in person. Well, when you when I found out, you know, you had this show and you were asking me, hey, you want to come on? I was like, oh, talk to somebody about a podcast? <laughs> sure. Because, you know, that's a problem is that even, even among people who love podcasts, it's that one that you're really into yes. might not be the one somebody else is really into. You know? well, well, and you get these like year-long history of well I, okay so so one of my favorites one of the ones that i listen to weekly is is my brother my brother and me babimba babimba bam and I, <laughs> i've realized that like the level of in jokes and mm-hmm. like circular mm-hmm. humor that is built up over the course of like and they've been doing this thing for like six years it's it's almost impenetrable for new listeners. Yeah, I wanted to come on and talk about comedy bang bang. I was like, why would I? There's no there's no <laughs> there's no way to get into it at this point. And sometimes they say, if this is your first episode, just turn it off because you know <laughs> if there's a lot of repeat guests on there because that means they're just going to speak in code the whole time, basically. You know. Uh, so, but you did find a podcast that you wanted to talk to, and this is one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. It's one that you've actually suggested. Uh, funny enough, um, you you posted this I think on Facebook. Uh, a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and it was the first time that I'd ever heard of the show. I've listened to it a couple of times since then. We're going to talk about The Dollop today. You can find it at dollopodcast.com. Uh, the hosts, Dave and uh, Gareth, Dave Anthony, uh, he reads a story to his friend Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It is ostensibly, at least, an American history podcast, but that is a... Um, 
that's a loose banner over which they hang <laughs> right. the show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it is uh, is kind of improv, really, based around the improv skills of uh, of Gareth. Don't call me Gary. Uh, who um, they you know they just kind of bounce back and forth. They go into characters on it. Sometimes it's more um, successful than others, but it's always uh, it's always funny though. The so this improvisational style, and that is the thing that stuck out to me because I uh, sort of in my my limited exposure to uh, the comedy side of podcasts in particular, which is weird because there are so many comedy mm-hmm. podcasts, but I don't listen to a ton of them. One of the ones that I do listen to and have listened to for years and years is Smodcast. Uh, between Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier. And they do a very similar thing. Kevin will bring a story or Scott will bring a story. And as they begin to read the story, they both take on roles in the story and sort of play it out, Um, which is a very compelling form of audio, it turns out. Rather than saying, and then he said, quote, you know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you just play it out. You just just get into it and you act out the characters. And that can, especially in this case, because you're talking about really some fantastical stories at times from uh, American history in particular, um... I think that is a very compelling. It's it's it's. I hate to use the word, but it is. It's infotainment, is what it is, because mm-hmm. you are being informed. You're getting new information that you didn't have before. But it is a much more entertaining format than your average, you know, history professor. Yeah, it's it's not a a very history professor like tone that they take in it. I mean, it's it's real profane. So you know, if you're if you're uh, offended by that, then it's just don't even give it a try. Uh, extremely irreverent to the point of uh, you know, if you're offended by almost anything, you'll probably be offended. And whether or not it's left or right leaning, I'd probably say it's left leaning. But I mean, you know, also if you're like, hey, I'm a you know a, the chairman of the DNC, wouldn't enjoy it either because he doesn't really pull punches from from either side. Uh, and if you criticize Dave Anthony at all on Twitter, he will block you. He's 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 a hothead, is how I describe him, I guess. Yeah, nice. Uh, well, I mean, I'll say this: I I, I had a, a friend the other day that, that got blocked by Train the band on Twitter <laughs> because he had criticized their music. And you know, I, I made the point to him: I'm like, look, man, Train wants to use Twitter too, right? <laughs> like, Train, Train doesn't want to get on Twitter yes, and see yes. you adding them that, that that you hate them. They don't need that. Uh, so fair enough. Um, so so how long have you been into this podcast? This is this has been going on quite a while right this show is a long um, running show yeah i i don't know exactly what when the year of it was i think i think the clips that i gave you most of them happened to be from the, like the first run of it or whatever but uh it, i actually got into it because i was into the show walking the room which dave and uh the comedian uh, gosh i'm greg barrett uh used to host and they hosted it basically because they were both like oh we're we're, we're sucking at life we're failing at hollywood so let's do this podcast from my closet which they did but then when they both started kind of things started happening again for them they kind of thought well what's the point of continuing this it's all about how bad our life is uh, <laughs> even though it was a really popular podcast so he just kind of was like switched it up he's like i'm just gonna read a story to this idiot i know gareth <laughs> he's not an idiot he just you know he's for one reason or another not very informed on a lot of this stuff some of it's really weird and you wouldn't know about it but some of it's just like you know how we came to have the opioid crisis in america and stuff and i don't know it's just really interesting lately they've taken on a little bit more of a like a has repercussions today policy kind of tone as every everything has everything's really politicized now in the past they could be more about just sort of Fun, idiotic stuff, you know. Yeah, well, and I think that's uh, something that will go in. I think that's a cycle that you're seeing in a lot of comedy podcasts. People feel uh, sort of put upon in the current environment, (laughs) and so they are reacting in the only way that they know how. Um, But a a super broad range of topics. The the show, the first episode that you had shared with me, the one that that I checked out first, was about uh, the the same story that The Revenant, the film The Revenant, was based Mm -hmm, on. mm -hmm. Um, And I, I had, like 
vaguely heard the idea of this story once upon a time when I think they first started making the film or the last time that a book was written about it or something like that because there's been a a couple of different uh, book versions of it. But the first time that I actually heard the story all laid out was in that episode of The Dollop. And I came home that day and told my wife, I'm like, these two chortleheads, you're going to hate. But you need to listen to this episode because this story is it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that Hugh Glass guy, how did they term it? American Badass, I think is what they called him. <laughs> yeah. and, and, of course, they. Uh, they I, I still I just checked it out the other day from the library. Yes, that's how large I'm living. But uh, I got The Revenant. I, I still haven't watched it yet. But they were not big fans when it came out. They were like, hey, we did it first, and uh, you didn't even get the end right and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, well, you know, it was a movie, but uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed the episode, though. Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, let's let's get an idea of of how this show is laid out. Uh, here on Always Listening, we like to talk about audio quality, host likability, uh, the content of the show itself, and then production values. So first of all, let's talk about the audio quality. Um, you know, this is not uh, the the top most important thing in a podcast. I don't know about you. I listen to lots of podcasts that are, are pretty crappy, crappy quality. Uh, WTF with Mark Marin, great example. He puts that thing out at like 22 kilobytes per second or mm. something. It's the lowest bit rate you can possibly manage. At least he's on the mics, though. Sometimes yeah, sometimes that's these true. guys, you know, they're, they're, they're clearly set up at home. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it's not, it's not the best quality. And they go on the road. It always cracks me up because a lot of times these things are recorded in comedy clubs whose business is PAs and microphones and cords, and yet somehow they don't do it right. Capturing the audio. You'll get, you'll get this big echo sound or something. Yeah. So it's one of those ones that, uh, you know, to me it's better on um, – Better on earbuds or headphones. Yeah. Uh, you know, in your car, it might not sound that great over speakers. I don't know what the deal is with that, but some of them are like that. Uh, and, and as far as production values go, let's segue right into that. Is there is there a lot of stuff mixed in here? Are there clips or, no. or sound effects or anything? It is just pretty – they open it up and then straightforward when, when it comes to a clip, a lot of times it's just like, I have a transcript of it. Let's both read it, you know, because <laughs> it's really more about the two of them, you know, just performing. And if they, if they are on the road, a lot of times they'll have a third guest performer to kind of spice it up for the crowd, you know. Right. So – so then let's go to host likability. And this is, I think, where most shows live or die. You know, well, okay, here's a good example. I've been listening to some more um, hardcore history lately with from Dan Carlin. <laughs> and, and I mean, these are like six hours. What do you think hour, about Dan? I, I love Dan. Yeah. First first of all, I love Dan's mannerisms. Like, I love his little his little Danisms, his his <laughs> self-deprecation stuff that he constantly brings up. The, the way that he pulls in modern pop culture analogies, you know, like to open a topic with, imagine that you're Sid Caesar, you know. <laughs> That's and, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he goes I was going to say, he has this cadence like a preacher he starts to go in about the Cuban Missile Crisis so. well it's, it's I mean that's a really good history professor yeah, right? yeah. but no, his content is amazing. The information that he's got is is superb. But if you don't like Dan, if you don't like it's his hard. delivery, yeah, if you don't yeah. like his voice, you, that's a useless – that podcast might as well not exist for you. So let's talk about Gareth. Let's talk about Dave. Um, you've already said so, – so Gareth is sort of the useful idiot and Dave is the straight man that is sort of setting things up. Right? Yeah, yeah. And also he has a very uh, acerbic wit, you know, and sometimes uh, they'll, they'll re- read listener mail or whatever at the beginning of it sometimes and one of them will notice, but, man, you guys have been fighting a lot on there so it's like you don't really they're they're just joking about this stuff you know they're not actually mad about you know something that happened in the old west or whatever but some people i can imagine would not like dave 
He is not the most likable guy. If you ever used to watch the show, uh, w, uh, not WTF, what's the show? Marin on yes. IFC. He was the that crazy guy he knew with the kind of curly hair who was always answering the door in his bathrobe. Oh, that's Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, he, he was okay. also one of the like writers and directors on that show. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right, all right. So, so they're they're from a similar. Um, well, of course they are. They they uh, come from that same comedic background. Um, all right. So we brought some. You brought some clips for us. Um, which one do you think would be the best here as far as uh, to, to showcase those two personalities? We got the Jackson Cheese, Michael Malloy, and the Tencent Beer Night. Oh, I guess Michael Malloy. Well, Michael Malloy. All right, let's listen to this one. This is uh, Gareth and Dave from the Dollop podcast. Uh, This is about Michael Malloy. Oh, my God. He didn't know that he was drinking wood alcohol, reported the (laughs) New York Evening Post, and what he didn't know apparently didn't hurt him. He drank all the wood alcohol he was given and came back for more. (laughs) Oh, did I tell you I can't die? Hey, I got a thirst. Oh, jeez. I can't stop drinking the wood alcohol. I'm as drunk as an oak tree. <laughs> and he came back night after night. What the f***? He saddled he up in the bar. Die. And drank wood alcohol what? as fast as Murphy could pour them. He's just drinking poison. <laughs> over and over again. Oh, it's got a kick. <laughs> oh, boy. Who's someone that's not sitting really? <laughs> My sardine sandwich ain't sitting right right now. Then one night, Molloy finally crumpled to the floor. The gang fell silent, staring at the jumbled heap by their feet. Pasquale knelt by Molloy's body, feeling the neck for a pulse and lowering his ear to the mouth. The man's breath was slow and labored. They decided to wait, watching the sluggish rise and fall of his chest any minute now. Finally, there was a long, jagged breath. Molloy then began to snore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he awakened some hours later. Oh my god. Rubbed his eyes and said, <laughs> Give me some of the old regular, me lad. <laughs> so that's pretty hilarious. So and you you get a sense in that one of the way that you get this sort of back and forth, the way that they play off of one another, the way the thing sort of builds as it goes, right? And also that one, too, uh, points out that on as far as subject matter goes, there are the ones that are about sort of big issues or big people that you've heard of before, but you don't know these in-depth thoughts of. But then there's these little people like this. No one's ever heard – I've never heard of Michael Malloy, but he's a guy who was uh, – a diehard drinker, you know, who people tried to kill with rubbing alcohol, basically, and who wouldn't die. And this is what they call a smallop, by the way. The whole episode, I know you're a fan of, like, getting them in quick if you can. It's like a, I don't know, 30-minute long episode in total. Some of them are dollops and some of them are smallops, which come out, like, halfway through the week and are shorter stories. And that's one of them. Uh, nice. and But they put that all on the same feed. Yeah, it's all on the same feed. It's just you just kind of have to look at it, which one's this dollop or a smallop. And usually, I think the small ones come in the middle of the week. Or, there's two a week generally okay and the the small ones run around 30 minutes the dollops go all the way out to an hour yeah 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 um all right see to me that is like just the right amount of podcast uh i i like i i like the short shows i've got a handful of shows that i listen to uh there's one that i started listening to recently that that is like specifically it's 30 minutes or less every time and mm-hmm. they they cut it down and trim topics to get there or whatever and that's awesome 
But the whole point of podcasting is that it's not radio, that you're off the clock, that you don't have to, to meet that um, sort of deadline every hour, that you can let a topic breathe, that you can let a conversation go. It seems to me, too, that the, the more produced they are, the, the longer it takes them to actually make the thing. That's the shorter ones, right? You know, the ones yes. about people who used to be uh, This American Life uh, correspondents or, so, or uh, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast or something. Those are the ones where they take a bunch of time to do it, and then they come out and they're 27 minutes long. <laughs> These, this guy looks this stuff up the day before, and you read it. It's not going to take an hour and a half because they're going to mess around. They're going to fart around a lot in yes. these episodes. Yes. I, I say that there are so, – so there are the shows that are made to be pieces of art. And then there are the shows that are made to be pieces of entertainment. And the art shows are the ones you drag it down and you only listen to at 1x. And the entertainment shows you can drag up to about one and a quarter x That's the way that I list. I listen to all of these shows on a little bit faster to try to get it in there under an hour. Um, all right. Let's listen to another one of these clips here. I, I, I just – before we started the show, actually, I went back and listened to this one. Let's play the let's play the Jackson Cheese clip. Okay, so this is, and I, we come here into the middle of the story. But th- is this this is in relation to the, the the giant wheel of cheese, the story that we know from the West Wing? Uh, right? Yeah, I know you're a West Wing fan, so I knew you would like this. And I was thinking about, well, should I put it in? A lot of people might already know about this, but I think this is one of those quintessential episodes where I knew about the Jackson Cheese, yet I did not know. All this stuff. I knew that sort of Sorkin um, whitewash down. Ah, here's the inspiring points of it. But in reality, it's a dumb idea to have that much cheese. (laughs) Let's see here what happened to the White House. (laughs) So the next guy moves in and vampirin and the whole place smells like cheese. After he just put his 700 pounds of cheese to bed. Hold on. Oh, no. So this is written by former John Davis's wife, Eliza, in 1838. So it's a year later. Okay. The White House has been put in order by its present occupant and vastly improved. Van Buren says he has had a hard task to get rid of the smell of cheese. (laughs) And in the room where it was cut, he had to air the carpet for many, many days to take away the curtains and to paint and whitewash before he could get a victory over the smell. He... Has another cheese, (laughs) like that which General Jackson had cut, and he says he does not know what to do with it. (laughs) What a foolish thing for a man to to have made such a present for him or anyone else. Okay, (laughs) here's the deal. Van Buren didn't have his cheese. Van Buren... Van Buren had already finished his cheese. There, There wasn't any left that cheese. Andrew Jackson had gotten... Another 700 pounds of cheese, and he stashed it in the White House and left it for Van Buren. Shut up. (laughs) Wait. Yes. (laughs) So they were like, oh, thank God that cheese has gone. And they went down into a back room and they went, oh my God. What cheese? Jackson, you rascal. Yeah. I wonder what the uh, what the fumigation techniques are going to be like after the current occupant uh, leaves. That's what, like, <laughs> there'll, there'll be a Martin Van Buren style problem there. You know what? I always forgot, forgot about that too. When I was like watching the West Wing and hearing all this great stuff about this, was that Andrew Jackson was uh, you know I, this isn't a hot topic. I don't think he was not that great of a guy, really. You know, <laughs> so a, no wonder he jerk. he hid a giant block of cheese. He also you know tried to exterminate a race of people. So I guess it's not that far off that he would hide <laughs> seven hundred pounds of cheese in a house. Although, like, uh, and, and we, we've already mentioned that, you know, the, the uh, politicized nature of, of the current uh, uh, um, 
environment. But I, I will say this. I, I do like to think often, and I've been listening to a couple of uh, historical podcasts. I've been listening to um, going back and re-listening to Presidential from the Washington Post. Hmm. Have you heard of that? And no. they've got a new one called Constitutional, which is also off to a good start, too. Um, but you know, the fact of the matter is, not very many of our presidents have been tremendously wonderful human beings. That's really in, in the modern uh, <laughs> tenor, anyway. So, like you know, we, we grade them on a scale, I guess. Grade them on a scale over over time. Um, all right. So if you again, if you want to uh, check out the dollop, they're on all the places where you can listen to podcasts, right, Matt? They're Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Google Play and uh, all the different apps that you use. Um, speaking of, this is a good place here. How do you listen to podcasts? Well, you know, I, uh, I you were saying you don't listen to a lot of comedy ones. I actually do. So I was um. Uh, I am a Howl premium subscriber or whatever, but they've recently been bought by Midroll, so I'm going to have to migrate it over to Stitcher, and I've kind of been looking at the Stitcher thing. I'm not really... Uh I don't know. I'm not really used to using the interface yet. Do you use it at all, Stitcher? So I haven't used – I don't use Stitcher um, at all, really, in the modern era. I used it once upon a time a million, million years ago in New Orleans, and I it was sort of the only thing I knew at the time. And I graduated, I felt like, to other podcast apps. Josh uses it, loves it, has always used it. He says the modern version is very good. He likes a lot of the new features that they've added. Uh, I think since Midroll has taken it over, they've sort of restarted development. Mm. It was on Coast for a long time. Yeah, I think yeah. the company that had bought it was sort of not doing anything with it. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Hal. I actually just went and signed up for a trial with um, Hal, and I guess that's Stitcher Premium now or whatever. And they were like, good luck, it's ending. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but but I, I, I signed up for a trial specifically to go and listen to um, the Hardcore Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, right, right. So there's a parody of Hardcore History yeah. where they talk about <laughs> Westeros as if right, it was a real right, place. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I, I tried that one for the first time. So that's primarily the way that you listen to shows then is through the Howl app? Uh, well, those, those shows that were on the Earwolf Network or whatever those premium ones that they had. Otherwise, just the plain old uh, junkie, you know, the the old Purple Apple app there. You yeah, know. the podcast. But I've started to use Stitcher a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, before we get out of here, you can check it at dollappodcast.com again. And uh, we've got one more clip here for you. This is <laughs> Tencent Beer Night uh, from The Dollop. What is going on? So the game is abandoned. You'll re- I'm gonna, we're going to read the announcers now. I'll be uh, Tom. I'll be Tate, and you'll be Score. Okay. Tom Hilgford has just been hit on the head. <laughs> Hilgby is in infinite pain. He's bent over, holding his head. Oh, this is an absolute tragedy. Absolute tragedy. The unbelievable thing is people keep jumping out of the stands after they see what's going on. Well, that shows you the complete lack of brain power on the parts of some people. There's no way I'm going to run onto a field if I see some baseball player waving a bat out there looking for somebody. This is tragic. The whole thing has degenerated now into just... Now we've got another fight going on with fans and ballplayers. Hargrove has got some kid on the ground, and he's really administering a beating. <laughs> well, that fella came up and hit him from behind is what happened. Boy, Hargrove really wants a piece of him. I don't blame him at all. Oh, look at Duke Sims down there going at it. Yeah, Duke is in on it. Here we go again. <laughs> An actual transcript from the game. <laughs> He's like, oh, he beat the shit out of me. He's like, well, he had no choice. He hit him. <laughs> They're still compensating. They're still doing play-by-play of the riot. Doing their job. They won't, they won't take the night off. So the sight of 50 angry professional athletes armed with bats slowly turned the tide and stopped the advance of the mob. Taking advantage of what might have been their only opportunity to escape alive, the two managers led their players, this is the greatest part, out of the dugouts and down in the tunnels, assisting the wounded as they went. Jesus Christ. While the bench players formed a rear guard because those on the field had fought so hard to get out there 
Sounds like Gettysburg. The ones that were out there were the were like the front line of the battle. Yeah. So they were so wounded that the guys who were on the bench, who were healthy players, formed a rear guard like they're in the military so. to get out. So I think I think people are going to really like this show. I, I'm, maybe I'm completely off base, and and every one of our listeners already knew about this show. I'm the last one to the party, um, but I, I'm really excited that you shared this. If you're a baseball fan, by the way, that I was gonna I'd pick several of them out, and then I realized these are all about baseball. They don't do a <laughs> they don't do a bunch about them, but Dave's a big fan, so they they do one about um you know uh, did they do one about Doc Ellis? It just seems like they would have the guy you know threw the uh, perfect game on acid or whatever. Uh, there's you know there's ones about specific players like uh, the Rube who would sometimes chase a fire truck if he heard it going by. He's out in the outfield. Here's a fire truck. He's like, got to go see what the fire's going. And I mean, 19th century baseball was different, obviously. But the, the best thing about that 10 cent beer night one, though, that's from the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the, the same thing with the uh, with the LSD, um, you know, no hitter or whatever, which as soon as you said that, I thought these guys got to get a better agent or, or be working it better on the back end. Because, you know, the big thing that uh, you know, Alex Bloomberg has Gimlet, and the big thing that they've moved into now is development, project development, oh, IP right, development. Right, they take the shows that they've created and are pitching them left and right for movies and TV projects. And they sort of like they backed into that. Somebody contacted them and wanted to get startup to make whatever. There's a comedy now with Zach Braff, uh, Alex Inc. or something. Okay, is what they're yeah. calling it. Yeah. Um, and they sort of like, yeah, sure, just get as much money as you can, easy, and don't waste any time on it. And they they got a little bit of money. But now they don't have any control over the project, uh, the product, and so th- uh, now they're trying to work these deals specifically so that they'll have some creative control too. But I mean, honestly, I've only listened to a handful of episodes, and then of course the clips that you've shared. But like these guys have, in my opinion, that same sort of thing that like you could take one of these stories that's just a historical story, mm-hmm. and then you they could build off of it in a humorous way because there are so many stories that I think. Well, okay, like the movie, and I have I haven't seen it. Maybe it's wonderful, but you know the movie that they made not too long ago with uh, Greg Kinnear about the guy that invented windshield wipers. No, no, okay, <laughs> I've of never course heard you don't, of that. because it's not like the, it was the I, I the story to me was compelling when I've heard the story explained. The trailers all looked terrible, right. and I thought like. He gets screwed by the by the car company. Sure, Basically, they yeah. steal his idea. That's why and we they, don't know his name, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so this is his years long, decades long right, right. fight to get some comeuppance and a little bit of money out of the thing. And and I'm like, that's a perfect example of like if you told that as a comedy, like make the movie about the poor down on his luck guy who can't get the windshield yeah, wipers, yeah. and you can tell the same story, but but make it a comedy. Yeah, these yeah. guys do a great job of that. I think they could sell movie scripts left and right. Well, you know, here's the the one thing they do have going for me. That's this is something uh, uh, all you uh, all you listeners out there. It's, uh, it's going to be on my Amazon wish list, so buy it for me. They have a book out in which they cover some of this stuff, but go into a bit more detail, maybe, and there's uh, drawings by this guy. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Last name is Fosdyke. He does all the artwork for the podcast. It's called uh, The United States of Absurdity, which is a, a great title. The, I'm looking at the cover right now on the website, and it really is uh, very, very cool. It's got a, a giant hippo yawning and a clown behind that. Oh, Elvis for, above it, the whole nine yards. It's awesome. For people from other countries, by the way, they would love to do dollops on your history. It's just harder, you know, because you're from America. We, the, most of their listeners are Americans and everything. But they've gone to Iceland once. That was difficult, hearing him try to pronounce those names. <laughs> so they had some fun with that. And they had an Icelandic comedian on there who was really funny, actually, who had to help them with the names. Uh, but they go to Australia kind of a lot because, weirdly enough, while this podcast is however popular it is in America, it's, like, insanely popular 
in Australia. And <laughs> so every once in a while, they just go down there and they'll tour the, you know, six or whatever major cities and, and talk about Australian history. So you know, it's weird because we've got a fairly large listenership in Australia, too. They uh, like podcasts. Well, they guess. do really like yeah. podcasts. Their English speaking is part of it. And there's a there's a large uh, a group of them. And the other thing that I've had Australians tell me is that the Australian media is a little bit less uh, there's a little bit less of a stranglehold on it than there is in Great Britain, oh. which is why Australia is a little bit ahead of the UK as far as podcasting goes, mm. because they've, they've always had a little bit more media savvy down there, or, or the media has been more wide open than it is in the UK. Um, that, that is an interesting thing, though. It's like uh, Germany, the UK, Australia, Canada, and the US. That's basically where podcasts are listened huh. to. And Spain is currently having a huge... Um, renaissance. They're like the Spanish version of the BBC has started putting out a lot of big budget podcasts really? and then a, a whole bunch of indie people have come in below them. Too, Maybe I so. should finally learn how to speak Spanish. Yeah, that's, well, I, that's what I keep saying. I got to start editing a, a Spanish podcast, right? Um, Matt, I appreciate you bringing us the dollop. Dollopodcast.com is where you can find it. And of course, uh, you can subscribe to it in any good podcast app. Uh, I say good podcast app, good or evil podcast app. I'm going <laughs> to steal that from my, uh, my buddies with the Defenders podcast. Um, before we say good goodbye, I want to let you know that you can buy t-shirts uh, between now and the end of August. I've got a link up on my website. You can go to propodcastingservices.com slash PM17. That link is in the show notes as well. And uh, the top item on that page is t-shirts. You can order the t-shirts. They're 15 bucks. They're going to be canvas brand, super soft. They're awesome. Orange and in sizes from extra small all the way up to 4X. Free shipping in the continental U.S. and $5 outside the U.S. So um, hook that up at propodcastingservices.com slash PM17. Um, and if you're happening to be in the Anaheim area or L.A., um, send me an email or uh, send me a message on Facebook somewhere, and maybe we can hook up while I'm out there for Podcast Movement at the end of August. If you're going to attend Podcast Movement, definitely come see me. I'll have a booth for Pro Podcasting Services, and uh, we'll hook you up with uh, some Always Listening stickers or something. All right, uh, Matt, you got anything you want to add before you uh, you get out of here? Your your um, podcasting debut, we've popped your cherry. Oh, I know, yeah, that's exciting. That's like, let's do another one. Let's do another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to find me another podcast. To okay, talk about. okay. Uh, I appreciate Matt uh, for joining us. You can find Matt, by the way, uh, on uh, Monday nights. Uh, we live stream the uh, the Roadhouse show, oh, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a regular uh, a radio show, but people probably don't care what I was temperature it say, is in Ruston. Yeah. However, yeah. the Roadhouse show is actually something that people might be into. That is a yeah. That's just a straight music. Uh, you know, indie stuff. Um, we call it alternative Americana. You know, we, we find excuses to play anything from uh, you know the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band to the Rolling Stones. So you know, whatever it is, it's uh, you can find out more about it. Uh, the Roadhouse Show on Facebook. Nice. All right. Uh, until next time, we have been your host and guest host. I've been Joel. Oh, I've been Matt. And we are always listening. Yeah, I know I ain't seen it all, but I've seen enough. Always Listening Podcast Reviews is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find all our reviews, more info about the shows, and other podcasts we produce at alwayslisteningpod.com. If you love podcasts as much as we do, check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alwayslisteningpod. Our theme song is Enough from Bethany Raver.
Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.